You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hello, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovin. I am joined by Jordan Bastian, and we are going to talk a little tribe. And uh, JB, the tone has changed considerably in the last week. Uh, we last spoke, the Indians were coming off a weekend sweep of the Tigers. And then they proceed to drop five of six in Minnesota and Philadelphia, each loss by a single run. And they finish April with a sub-500 record. What do you make of the last week of action here? Uh, it's, it was pretty wild stretch of games because, I mean, they were in it right up till the last inning each time. And it seems like, you know, one better pitch here or... You know, one more hit there, and all of a sudden, maybe it's a seven and two trip instead of a four and five trip. So, some tough losses, but I think it's one of those situations where I don't know. I mean, would you rather it be a close game and lose by one, or just get blown out and have no hope? You know, I think the competitive nature of the games um, is at least encouraging, and the fact that you know, yeah, there's been some struggles with Cody Allen and Brian Shaw in the bullpen, but the rest of that relief core has a ERA of around two uh, collectively. So it's been a pretty good group overall with the exception of the most important arms, which can lead to some really tough late-inning losses. That's what we saw through Minnesota and through Philadelphia. And uh, hey, I mean, Philadelphia is no slouch right now. They're, they're on a roll. You know, they had just come off a big series against the Nationals, I think, and you know, kind of ran into a team that's playing well. So I think that that happens throughout the course of a long year. Some tough losses, but again, I mean, coming out of April with a 10-11 and 11 record, considering what they went through, Carrasco being lost to injury, Brantley being gone for most of it, uh, as we mentioned, Allen and Shaw dealing with their issues, the offense not doing so hot right now. To walk away with a 10-11 and 11 record in April, much better than the last couple of years, which I believe were... 7-14, and 10-17, and 17, you know, those were much uglier starts to the season. Absolutely. Uh, and we'll get to Brantley in a sec, but uh, the offense in general, what stands out to me, JB, in this first month or so is uh, just not creating many opportunities. So it, it kind of, uh, you know, really stands out in those close games. When you don't generate many opportunities, your margin for error is, is uh, obviously slimmer. And the Indians have the third lowest on-base percentage in the American League. And uh, a lot that goes into that, of course. I mean, Lonnie Chisenhall has, has not performed uh, up to his offensive level, or at least what you, you hope his offensive level is. Mike Napoli, uh, his strikeout rate has really spiked here uh, in a short time with the Tribe for whatever reason. Uh, Jan Gomes uh, hasn't had the bounce-back season, you hope. So, you know, these things all add up. And, and, and that just seems to me to, to be the biggest thing is just creating opportunity. Yeah, and it's interesting. I was looking at that um, earlier today for, for the inbox for the website because that was one of the questions I faced was, you know, do I think this team manufactures runs well? And, you know, we haven't seen the bunting, you know, that we saw with such propensity last year when the Indians led the American League. One thing that the Indians have done well is base running. They're actually, um, according to Fangraph's base running metric, they're the best base running team in the American League. They're right near the top in stolen bases. Um, they are taking extra bases at a rate of 54%, which is tops in the American League. So once they're on base, they're actually pretty productive. The issue, as you pointed out, has been the uh, getting on base or then doing something with those base runners once they're there. You, know, you can go first to third, but if they're not bringing you to the plate, 
not really yeah. doing a whole lot of good. So that's been a big issue so far. Obviously, I think those base running numbers sort of show an area where they're trying to make up for um, some offensive inefficiencies that they have. This isn't a team that's going to you know, slug teams away. Uh, and those strikeout rates have been pretty alarming. Um, their uh, rate for Napoli, I think, was 39% uh, strikeout rate right now. Kipnis is up high. Roger Davis is up high. He, all three of those guys are more than 10% each higher than their, their career norms. So you'd expect some regression there back to what their usual levels are. But it's been tough early on. The offense, I think, has been kind of the biggest issue. Um, it hasn't been uh, producing runs, like you said, and it's put a lot of pressure on that pitching staff uh, with very, very little wiggle room, and that's when you wind up with a lot of one-run late losses. Yeah, and the weather certainly hasn't cooperated either, and right. will continue uh, here this week in Cleveland. Um, Michael Brantley, two for 17 since his return. He's playing basically uh, two out of every three games. Uh, which was expected as he eases himself back into a, a full schedule uh, following shoulder surgery. But I'd say the two for 17 is, is somewhat expected as well uh, as he just finds his form and finds that feeling again. Yeah, I mean, I think the first game or two when we saw him in there, everything he was hitting was shot to the third base side. Um, even the balls he was putting in play were to left field. You know, it seemed like he's just working on getting that timing. We saw some better at bats. Uh, in his second and, and third games, um, just in terms of the quality of bat and where he was sort of hitting the ball and, and contact rate and things like that. He had one swing in his first game back that just did not look like Michael Brantley. It was very, very slow, and you know I think he was kind of just fooled by a pitch, but kind of looked at each other in the press box like, oh, man, that's not the guy we're used to seeing there. Um, but, again, I think they would rather have Michael Brantley at – for a handful of games than having him doing the same type of schedule at AAA. You know, it's a guy who can make a big impact. And him being slow out of the gate is not unexpected. Um, so I think that kind of contributed as well to some of the offensive issues that they saw at the tail end of that road trip. But he should get going along here. You know, He's a guy who has a career contact rate of something like 92%, one of the best in baseball. And that's not something you, you lose overnight. So it will be interesting to see how he progresses. But you know, I think Brantley is going to start looking more and more like himself just with the more reps he gets get, gets against Major League Pitching. As far as the pitching staff is concerned, uh, since we last spoke, we, of course, got the news about Carlos Carrasco four to six weeks with the hamstring strain, and uh, Trevor Bauer uh, leaps into his rotation spot, and Cody Anderson got sent down. Uh, they can go with a four-man staff here for a little while, but, um, you know, Anderson obviously uh, identified by uh, myself you and a lot of people as a potential breakout candidate this season obviously did not get off to a great start he'll have more time in Columbus to sort that out but from your perspective what what uh, went wrong there for Anderson the first one well I, I think from going back to spring training uh, I think we talked about this a lot it was just he's getting used to this new physical condition he showed up in in spring training he was getting more accustomed to the height and velocity uh, you know I think I said it on here before he sort of likened himself to a baby horse that was learning how to run, you know, just given the physical shape he was in um, and the new life on that pitch. So I think those were things he was getting adjusted to. And then when he came into the colder climate, Cleveland in April, the velocity wasn't there as high. And then we started seeing more flat run on his pitches. His changeup didn't have as much depth to it. 
and he was elevating a lot. Um, this was a consistent issue for, I think, three starts in a row with him. What I found really interesting was in his last start before he was optioned down was during the game, uh, Corey Kluber was watching uh, Cody on the mound and felt something just didn't look right from what he was used to seeing. And these guys have been, uh, you know, they're around each other a lot. They, they watch each other's bullpen sessions. They play catch all the time. You know, so when something's wrong mechanically, you know, to, to them, they can spot it with their eye, even if they can't really pinpoint it. So Kluber actually went in, started looking at video, comparing um, his recent starts, Cody Anderson's recent starts with starts from last season. And what they think they found was that he was uh, closing himself off a little more than they intended when they made a correction in that regard with his stride leg, where he's landing with his foot, closing him off and causing a lot of elevation and hindering him uh, in terms of velocity and things like that. They felt it was a quick fix, and so that's why they felt that optioning him down to AAA to get one start in would be beneficial. And then when they have that need for that fifth starter again, you know, barring weather delays and whatnot, you know, they can recall him up and he can kind of put that those changes in action. Obviously, I think they're going to monitor that start at AAA, see how he progresses, see if it looks like he's made that fix. Um, but it sounded when we talked to Callaway like he felt it was an easy fix and something that could possibly explain a lot of the elevation and and changes in, in the depth and movement that we've seen. One last thing, JB, the bullpen. Uh, we mentioned margin for error. The bullpen hasn't had a lot to work with, that's for sure, and their mistakes have, have certainly uh, you know, caught the eye as a result. Um, Tommy Hunter joins the group uh, in the last few days, and, of course, a, a lot of uh, workload, a lot of pressure been placed upon Brian Shaw and Cody Allen, not just this year, but uh, in previous years as well. So how, how important is Hunter if he can get back to his old self? Uh, I think it's a tremendous arm to add to the mix. A guy who can throw really, really hard when he's at his best um, brings a, brings a lot of back end experience. And if it's a situation where Allen and Shaw, if the issues persist throughout May and into June, and this looks like not just a slow start, but perhaps all of the uh, the heavy usage over the years finally catching up with these two guys, you're going to have to have alternatives. Obviously, Zach McAllister is looking like he's becoming an alternative down there for the eighth inning. Um, you know, so maybe you see him being mixed and matched more. Jeff Manship has kind of emerged as a guy they can rely on. Um, some of the other guys they've brought in have been effective, uh, guys like Jabba Chamberlain. You know, so I think Tommy Hunter just adds another option, an experienced uh, guy down there that if these issues continue, um, they have another alternative to try and plug in there and see if they can shore things up because to this point the, the bullpen situation – has been pretty ugly once it's gotten to the eighth inning. All right, there you have it. That's the latest on the Tribe from the mouth of Jordan Bastion, and we'll check in with him uh, each week during the season. I want to thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Cleveland Indians edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.